Hey, ODPH Society and wrestling fans, this is Ken M. from the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And in case you didn't know, I co-host the wrestling show with Rich from the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. You can hear that show each and every week on the 3FN Network, which is located at 8122productions.com. But for the month of February, we're sharing the show on the ODPH Network. So you can hear, jump on board, interact. It's a fun time if you're a wrestling fan, so definitely check it out. Let us know what you think. Here we go. This week, as we do every week here on 3FN, presents The Wrestling Show, coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Of course, I am your host, Rich, and with me as he is each and every week, you know him not only as my co-host here, but he is also the host of the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. What's up, Ken M? What is going on, 3FN Nation? How are we doing, Rich? What is going on? It is a pleasure to be back. Let's talk some wrestling. I was going to say, we've got a lot of wrestling talk today. Uh, trust me, fans, it is a jam-packed episode. We are going everywhere with this episode. And uh, so, you know, before we dive in, we got to let you know, you know, we want to hear from you guys. If you have an opinion on anything we talk about at all, uh, if you want to just uh, give us a shout out or, you know, you have something you want to plug, etc., etc., you know, you can hit us up on social medias. We're on Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Like and share that page. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3FatNerdsPod. Always use the hashtag 3FNW when talking about the wrestling show. Once again, we always want to hear from you guys, so please, uh, you know, you know, send us some love. Also, you can visit 8122Productions.com to get to your fix for all things 8122 Productions. This show, the wrestling show, the 3 Fat Nerds podcast, the flagship show, and of course, the Horizon 607 show is all on there as well. There's reviews and stuff. There's news on what we're going to be doing in the future. There's our sponsorship page where our local sponsors are at and then of course there is the friends of the show where you can find the link to go to the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour uh, their website and their links and also our awesome musical guests yes, uh, such as Shout at the Robots, Floodlands says Christian Brethren which Floodlands does the uh, opening song that you hear for the show and of course the Phosphines from Melbourne Australia and pretty soon Second Suitor I got to do some recording of some of their music so I can and put into shows, but we're also really waiting for One Winged Angel. Let's be honest. Yes. Uh, Tyler played it at the Valentine's Day show they did uh, locally with Tom Jolo. They're on tour right now going up and down the East Coast. I think they're heading to Georgia as we are Ooh. recording. So they have a whole song called One Winged Angel. It's about a certain promotion that uh, a certain wrestler is from. It is a perfect ballot for... It's, it's an ode to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's not even bury the lead. Yeah. It's an ode. If you are an NJPW fan, it is an ode to New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, Tyler... I personally cannot wait to get the finalized product and play it on air. It may even become the, the theme song of the show. Sorry, Floodlands. No, no, no. It, it is it is a perfect ballad. Um, when Tyler played it for us in the studio, uh, we were all just kind of sitting there in amazement because we're all big you know wrestling fans. We're just like... 
Yeah, that's perfect. If not, you might hear it at the end of the show quite a bit is the full-length song I play at the end. But uh, we're waiting to get that. So, uh, But before then, I will be getting some music. I just have to have time to get it recorded in the studio. So you'll be hearing those guys as well. And they're, they'll be added to our website as well. I uh, haven't gotten in there and putting up a thing for them. But they will be there. So but check all those bands out. You can find mo- you can find all of them on GarageBand. You can find most of them on Google Play and Spotify as well. Uh, you know, support them. Check them out. GarageBand is a great way to support them, though, because then you can, you know, purchase stuff for, you know, and, and you can pick your price so the nice part is you can you know give them a little uh, uh financial backing as you know just like what we do here is free but speaking of giving financial backing if you would like join us become a patron on patreon your money does go to support this show and we keep it nice and cheap because obviously we have two tiers we have a one dollar tier and a three dollar tier so for as little as twelve dollars a year you can get all sorts of extra bonus content you get extra topics from the wrestling show and a little we had 23 minutes of talking ufc and some other stuff for the patrons before this show even started you get that every week you get the show early too mm-hmm. also three fat nerds you get a ton of bonus content we do an uncut unedited uncooked version as we call it uh you get to hear all of diesel's musings and ramblings on top of that and you also get that show early you get the horror zone 607 show early as well and of course you get love is scary with dr Derek, which uh we were just talking about to patrons march you might want to sign up now because march is going to be a big month because i am aiming to put out an episode of love is scary every week for the patrons for the month of march to make up for for the fact that we've been behind the ball here in, in February. We were still going to get one in in February. So you'll get one at the end of February. You'll get one every week for March, and then you'll get one the first week of April as well. The doctor has been cooking up a concoction for the entire month of March. It is quality content for, if you break it down, 25 cents an episode. You can't beat it. You need to tell your friends, if you're not on Patreon, to sign up. $1 a month gets you in the door. $3 gets you a better seat at the table, and you get all the Dr. Derek you can handle. Yes. And uh, then we have our goals, too. You know, hey, you've ever, have you ever wanted to be a guest on a podcast? That's one of the goals. If we hit one of our stretch goals, uh, once a month, we will pick from the $3 group, the $3 pool, and they will get to get a guest spot on whichever podcast show they want, which means that you could actually be a guest. I love it scary. You could actually co-host Love is Scary with Dr. Derek. I'm not even joking. That is a possibility if you wanted to go that route. Ken, Ken's like, man, I might have to bump up my tier. I might have to bump up my tier. <laughs> Just but... so I can be there. But we got to meet that, that stretch goal. You could be a guest here. If you're listening to this because you're a wrestling fan, yeah, could absolutely. you imagine? You could be out and it, don't worry if you can't come to studio. If you can come to studio, we'll invite you to the studio. If you're local, if you're not, we got Skype. Yeah, we'll, we will make it we'll happen. Make you, we'll make you on the show. But once again, that's a stretch goal. So I, I just want to throw it out there. Once again, the way to do that, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Hit us up. Trust me, it, it is uh, worthwhile. And I'm not just saying that because I do this. Podcasting isn't free. I know we bring it to you free of charge every week mm-hmm. if you want to. But what, with a little bit of bonus content, you can help support this show and buy new things. Like I want to upgrade my soundboard here. And that, that, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Then you get more sounds. But speaking of which, let's dive into the wrestling show. Because, Ken, you know what? It's time! That's right. It's time for the opening bout of the wrestling show. And where else will we start? We are going to talk about TakeOver Portland. NXT TakeOver Portland happened this past Sunday. That's right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Not Saturday. Sunday, the main event slot. It wasn't before a WWE pay-per-view. It was his own entity. Uh, from all I understand, very well watched on the WWE Network as yes. well. And uh, man, was it not disappointing for the most part. I mean, eh, okay. The end. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, the end was the only part I had. Other than that, it was a great takeover, in my opinion. 
Just throwing it out there in the jump of the gate. We had this discussion, uh, Pat and I did on the ODPH, and Pat has said that this was a better card than Worlds Collide. Oh, I do believe so as well. And Worlds and, Collide was really good. And I'm saying that's like 1A, 1B with me, because this card, top to bottom, you know what you get with an NXT TakeOver card. But this one didn't have that filler match feel to it by any means. In fact, what I thought was going to be the one match that people weren't really going to get into actually was exceeding expectation. And the one that I thought was going to be the match of the night, I th- I thought was kind of the, the weakest match of the night, but it was still a great match. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to break it down. The way I'm going to break it down this, uh, we did it last time. I think this works out better. Instead of talking about it and then giving you the winner, I'm going to announce the match. Uh, then we'll give you the time of the match and then, you know, how long, you know, and then I'll give you the winner and then we'll break down the match. Cause that way we're not, you know, trying to, you know, work around the fact that we're not trying to give away the winner, mm-hmm. which we already know. So, uh, the opening contest, talk about an opening contest. By cool. the, way. the opening contest was for the NXT North American championship. Your champion, Keith Lee defending against Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, this match went 20 minutes and 20 seconds. And trust me, it was worth every minute of those 20 minutes and 20 seconds. And at the end of the day, your winner and still NXT North American champion, Keith Lee. Uh, let's dive right in. Uh, all I got to say is when you're setting a bar and that first match, and this is the bar that is set. And I just and we just went over how the rest of this card was really good. Mm. But think about this bar. This bar is super high. How good was this match? This was the match of the night. This is how it opened. Lee and Dijak, I'm sorry, I can't say Dijakovic. I, I always know him as Donovan Dijak from the indie days. Those two guys are the new fight forever. Oh, absolutely. And they put on a display for being their size. Dijak is pulling off aerial moves that nobody his size should be pulling off. The dive from the top rope to Keith Lee sitting in the chair by the announce tables. Oh, absolutely. How about the, the top rope, uh, introducing him to his knee from the top rope, oh avalanche my. style? Yeah. And I was like, it's crazy. And we saw how many spirit bombs? Oh, my God. Like, I mean, the false finishes in this match were perfectly timed. It was like it was like literally Godzilla versus King Kong. They're both gigantic men, super athletic for the both of them. Oh, my Lord. Like, I, this match, like, when I'm watching this match, I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how do you top this match? No, like, you... how do you top this match? And the fact that, you know, this is like match four or five for them in this feud that they've had. And uh, although it's now a feud of respect, uh, we'll get to that at the end. But, you know, it's it's kind of strange, man. These guys are really good. And these were the guys, remember, when NXT first went on USA, Chris Jericho said about this because AEW, he's like, oh, they're going against us. And who are they going to put on? They're going to put on guys like... The, but like like Keith Lee and Don, Dominic Dijakovic, oh yeah, you know, like anybody cares. Yeah, because remember they were the first match on NXT on USA when mm-hmm. it went live. And Guess what, Chris Jericho? Hey, I, I hope you tuned into Takeover Portland and you found out that not only have these guys succeeded since the start of NXT on television to now, not only have they built themselves. Obviously, Keith Lee built himself into a position where one of the moments of the Royal Rumble was him staring down Brock Lesnar. But on t- and, and finishing, of course, go, let's go back to the Survivor Series where he was last in the ring with Roman Reigns. If that's not a stamp of approval, I don't know what is. And on top of that, now you look at this match and they open the card. But, <laughs> man, it, it, you, you better be in your words. He has to use words. Both of these guys have exceeded uh, whatever benchmark he had and then some. Keith Lee is a made man. He is going to be a cornerstone for WWE for years to come. Dijak has elevated his stock tremendously that 
when it's time for Lee to possibly get called up to Raw or SmackDown, Dijak is going to be one of the top fate, top stars of NXT. I agree. Bar none. I agree. Bar none. Not only do I agree with that, but I, I got to say this. Those two guys have proven that, uh, you know, the difference, we always say it. WWE is Raw and SmackDown. NXT is its own thing. I know that's the same company. But what proves that it's different from WWE is NXT knows how to make new stars. Yeah. And we've seen since they went to TV, they took these two guys who were already on the roster, super talented anyway, super talented from the indies. I'm not saying they never weren't. They were always super talented. But now these guys are household names. You know, at the end there, Keith Lee gives, you know, Dijakovic the, 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 you know, the spot to shine. Says, you know, and the crowd's going nuts for both of them because they, you know, these guys are just phenomenal at what they do. I just don't know, man. I'm, I'm telling you. I feel like these two guys are the, the story of what AEW has failed to do so far in building some really new stars that people are really invested in. No, I like, fully... there's a couple guys that I'm not, don't get me wrong. There's guys like Jungle Boy who they've done a decent job. There's guys like uh, Darby Allen, this, you know, that, that they're building a call following, but the company itself hasn't really strapped the rocket to them and actually like put them in your face because some weeks they're not even on TV. Whereas these two guys have been on television and they've been like the NXT on USA stars. And <laughs> I'm just saying, not to mention the other stars we have in the company, but these two in particular. No, they've definitely stepped up in AEW. I mean, other than Darby Allen and Jungle Boy, they really haven't developed. The new star they should be doing is Orange Cassidy, and he's not even allowed to wrestle. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, but. it just goes to show how much NXT is And like really I said, taking... I'm not trying to this, uh, this aspect of shitting on AEW, because I'm not. I, I was no. very impressed with their last week's show and, and, uh, and the last couple weeks of television. But at the same time, all the things that they were saying... Once again, for those of you who aren't tuning into NXT for whatever reason, this is my, hey, watch both. Yeah. And I'm not saying you don't have to abandon AEW, but if you want good wrestling, watch both. And you're trust me, you, you can watch this match, and this will give you all the reason to watch NXT. Mm. Second match of the night, we had our, our good old-fashioned, uh, we're going to we're gonna plug the town, cheap pop, Mick Foley-style Portland Street fight. They didn't call it the Portland Street fight. I am. They miss opportunities. You got a cheap pop. You got to pull the Mick Foley. I call it the Westland Street fight in honor of Chill Sun. Ah, there you go. We could do that. We could do that. OG style. I wonder if he was in attendance because he said he is a big WWE fan. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, they did not show him, so I don't think so. Uh, we had uh, the the grudge match: Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. Uh, this match went for 13 minutes and 24 seconds. Believe it or not, I thought it was a perfect length. I didn't think this match went on too long. I didn't want to get too short. I will say this: How crazy is Tegan Knox? Tegan Knox is absolutely a wild woman. She, she the stuff she was doing in this match. Dude, the the fact that she puts a, puts a garbage can over Dakota Kai's head, who's sitting is is sitting next to the stairs outside of the ring, and she does this almost full flip back senton into the garbage can, killing her own self, just proved how how crazy she is. Yeah, but it was it was a great match. I thought this was a really good match. This was the match that I said I thought was going to be the weakest match on the night because we didn't really have a we've had build up, but really wasn't sure where we we're going to get from Dakai and. Um, Tegan in a street fight, but my God, the storytelling they did and how vicious Tegan was because you saw the confliction of I was going to hurt my best friend, and then she when she sat up putting Dakota's head between the chair, oh yeah, and like it was like I'm going to kick her anyway. How perfect storytelling it was, and of course at the end of the match, uh, Dakota Kai wins, but because of interference from Raquel Gonzalez. Who is uh, somebody who was in the uh, women's uh, the the May Young May Classic? Young Classic. Uh, she is uh, very very big. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, very dominant looking uh, young woman. Actually, I have no problem with her in the uh, tournament. I actually thought it was kind of a... Uh, I, the only thing I was intrigued about is where she fits in. Obviously, somewhere with Kai, but Kai even looked like she was surprised she was there as well. Yeah, it, I think we're going to hear some more about it. Probably something involved in the tournament. Like I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Uh, but yeah, that was the only thing that was slightly confusing, but I thought, okay, well, it didn't, it didn't hurt the match itself. No, no, but here's the thing. You know what hurt? Tegan knocks his back when that table didn't break. Tegan, yeah, how is she still standing? <sighs> I don't know. That was crazy. But uh, I, I have no problem with it, really. I didn't even really have a problem with the ending. I just, I, I, I think it's going to build in some story. I'm, I'm sure this week on NXT on USA, they will address this as well. Because they're pretty good about that. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, next up, I have the match that most of us were waiting for. It was uh, Johnny Takeover. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano taking on the prince himself, Finn Balor. Uh, 27 minutes, 22 seconds. At the end of the day, Finn Balor gets the job done. But this match was for almost a 30-minute match. It did not feel like 30 minutes. These guys kept the pace of an insane man. First of all, when you have two well-conditioned guys like Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, these guys could have probably easily fought for two hours easily Mm -hmm. and not made you bored. They kept the pace at 30 minutes that I've never seen. Like, there was really not a lot of resting. There was a couple times where they slowed down a little bit, but for the most part, that was like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, including that last 10 minutes of the match, especially. I I was kind of impressed with the speed they were cutting. Of course, it was a great match. I was anticipating it to be a great match. I mean, you you throw those two guys in the ring, and you're going to get magic. And sure enough, you did. Uh, how would you feel about it? See, for me, but I have to explain my, my logic about this. This was, I was going to say... My match that I was thinking was the the least best on the card for this simple fact, nothing against the ring work because it was a great match, but I was so much like a fan amped up from the Lee Di Jack match and the street fight like when they came out with a slower pace to start off the match, it kind of took me out of the the match. So I still thought it was a great match. I mean, obviously those two are two of the best in the business bar none. But for me, I was like, okay, the slow start really threw me off for a little bit. Well, unfortunately, there had to be a match to slow the pace back. Right. I mean, you can't keep going on full throttle because obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the matches after where it had to be more storytelling and, you know, and and such because that's where you get to in NXT. But I I wasn't disappointed. It was the match that I wanted to see between Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. They, they, you know, they proverbially got their shit in. Yeah, no, (laughs) you know, it it was great. I mean, I even liked the ending. I mean, Finn Balor, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, even the little touches of just, you know, pinning him with his knee right on his throat there. And, I mean, just the prince is back, and it's awesome to see. And like I said, I thought it was a great match, and I I think it was just the timing in it threw me off a bit. So that's why I said it was the least of the match. Let's throw it out there. Uh, Walter before warned. NXT UK, Dublin, Ireland. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't stare down Finn Balor as your opponent for the NXT UK Championship. Just how, saying. How sick will that match be in, 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 in Ireland? Yeah. Now, mind you, he'll, he'll Finn, but in Ireland, they're going to cheer for him. Let's be honest. But still, still good stuff. Uh, next match for the NXT Women's Championship. Your champion, Rhea Ripley, taking on the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. Uh, this match only went 13 minutes and 30 seconds. And uh, at the end of it, still your NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. Um, here's what I have to say about the match. Great, good match. Uh, I expected it to be a good match. I loved 
you know, their their in-ring work, they, they definitely click. I wish they would have given a little longer, but then again, after the marathon we had right before it, it was, it was for the timing of the show, it was great. But I, I it, it was a match where I thought these girls could have gotten an extra five minutes and it was, it would have been a little better. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought it was a great match. I thought Rhea did her, a nice job putting Belair over because I know when she gets on takeovers, all you hear about is Sam Roberts whining that Belair is not ready for takeovers, which he's an idiot. So, I don't oh, know. she's not only ready for takeovers; she's ready for everything. She, she yeah, she's, she's she could a, have been champion. Yeah, she's the best pure athlete on the roster right now. Yeah, her so, and her husband are the both best athletes in in, in WWE period. Yeah, because so of course she's married to Montez Ford. Yeah, so I mean the two of them. Best athletes in WWE period, in my opinion. No, I fully agree with that statement. And then the ending, like I said, we predicted on the show here. Oh, yeah. yeah, Charlotte came out. Per- but perfect. That was the way it should end. Yes. Charlotte comes right out. Nothing to the imagination. WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble winner, the the queen, Charlotte Flair, will be taking on Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we weren't the only ones flabbergasted about the decision originally because Triple H came out in the uh, post and said... Uh, he was surprised when Vince said that that was the direction Vince wanted. Like, it wasn't something Triple H went for, stroke for. Yeah. I mean, it was something that they wanted, but they didn't think it was going to happen. And Vince came to them right before the Rumble, I guess, and said, hey, do, uh, we're going to have Charlotte Fleur win the Rumble, and she's going to challenge Rhea Ripley. Brilliant. So, I mean, Vince, uh, for all those people who think Vince is out of touch, I mean, sometimes he is, but sometimes he knows what he's doing. That's and good I, shit, pal. And, I, and, it, and, and trust me, this is going to be great because this is a fresh matchup. Yeah. This is exactly what Charlotte Flair needs is a fresh matchup. This is what the fans need is a fresh matchup. This is what the young 23-year-old upstart, Rhea Ripley, who is already a megastar, needs. Because win or lose, she's going to get a great rub from Charlotte Flair. I don't think she's going to lose. I think she's going to retain. I really do. Uh, we'll, obviously, we'll cover that as we get closer to Mania season. Mm. But even if she was to lose to Charlotte Flair, what this means, if, if Charlotte Flair is on NXT as the NXT Women's Champion, that's ratings. Also, on top of that, what it means is it still gives Rhea a, a rub. I mean, you're going in there against arguably the best females wrestler of today, mm. especially in WWE. Yeah. I mean, we've said it before on this show, whether you like certain people better or not, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, there is no Remens Revolution if there's no Charlotte Flair. Mm. I mean, and uh, more so than her last name, which does help a little bit. I think what helps out is the fact that she's the reason why there's a women's division. Yeah. And so, hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for WrestleMania for that. It's going to be great. NXT is getting their day in the sun. Of course, the NXT Championship match will also be on uh, the main card of WrestleMania. We just don't know who yet. But we'll get to who's going to possibly be there in a minute. Because, But before that, we had the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The winners of the uh, of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, the Broserweight, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, taking on the Undisputed Era, who are your champions, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon, as I like to call them. This match went for 16 minutes and 58 seconds. And at the end of the day, the curse has finally been broken. The curse of winning the Dusty Rhodes Classic, but not being uh, able to win the NXT Tag Championships are over because your new NXT Tag Team Champions, the Broserweights. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? I don't know. The minute they came out with their (laughs) t-shirts, and they are now on sale in WWE Shop 2. (laughs) <laughs> you can buy one of those. You knew that there was going to be a change in the title. I mean, I, I'm very sad because Kyle O'Reilly, air guitar with a championship belt, is a daily must. Oh, yeah. But this was a great match. Uh, Dunn and Riddle stepped it up. They've had a lot of that odd couple chemistry going. And to see him now get the titles, I know they got the merch coming out for him, too. Great. 
Great, by the way, great vignettes on the the take home show for NXT of them getting to Portland, yes. including stowing away in Triple H's private jet. Yeah, incredible, <laughs> incredible. So it just goes to show how much stock they got in those two, and I'm very curious what's going to happen now with the Undisputed Era. And I have I have an odd feeling that well we'll get to it after we talk about Adam Cole, but I have a feeling we might be having a vacating of the Undisputed. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, next up, of course, is the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Your champion, Adam Cole, baby, taking on uh, the man, the myth, the legend. You know, and I'm not talking about Diesel. I'm talking about Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and this match went 33 minutes, 23 seconds, the longest match on the card. Boy, was it amazing. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, I, I, I would say this is right up there for Bench of the Night with uh, Dijakovic and, and Lee. This match was a phenomenal. At the end of the day, and still your NXT champion, Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Let's jump into the match before we jump into the ending, though. So the match itself is another classic between Ciampa and uh, Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two have great chemistry in the ring. Uh, they do a lot of great things. We saw some pretty awesome moves. I mean, this match was full of everything, including <laughs> in- including uh, you know air raid sirens on the on the apron. <laughs> we, we saw we seen we saw a couple different kind of uh, Panama surprises. Yeah, it's it's just oh my god, this match was great. Everything about this match was damn near perfect. And I will tell you this. I actually got really freaked out for a second when Cole powerbombed Ciampa onto the announce table. I thought from the one camera angle, it hit right on his neck. Oh, the when you did the wheelbarrow spot. Yeah. Did the, yeah, yeah, I did too. I, I thought like, he was like, like, ooh, that looked like this. And then, and then when I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, no, he took it good. Yeah, he took it on his shoulder. So those guys, professionals, just, the spots they were pulling out on this one, the near falls, it was everything you wanted from a title shot, a title match. And then even the ending, though, no, that, that, let's get to that. The ending comes when, uh, so we got the ref bump. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era had already been out. Finally, Ciampa, you know, hits him once again. Uh, the finish, the crowd counts to like 20, <laughs> you know, but there's no ref. Uh, so, you know, the ref is, uh, the belt's in the ring because the, the Undisputed Era tried to give the belt into uh, Adam Cole to mm-hmm. use. He unsuccessfully could not use the belt. That was before the ref bump. Now, the belt's in the ring. Ciampa goes to get it to presumably use it on Cole, but Johnny Gargano's out. Gargano pulls the belt away from Tommaso and he stands there. And at first you kind of get the feeling like, like, no, you can't win it this way kind of situation, but no, uh, you real quick realize what's going to happen because it took way too long for Gargano to do this, which in my opinion, that's my opinion. And he turns around and belts Tommaso with the belt, which leads to the one, two, three victory for Adam Cole. So re-sparking the Gargano Champa feud with now Gargano as the heel but I just didn't like how the, it was executed because when he's looking at the belt for that second, you could tell what he was doing because he was setting his hands up and it was just kind of really sloppy instead of there, there had to have been a better way to do it where it was more surprising. Yeah, I, I agree. I wasn't exactly excited about this. I do love Gargano versus Ciampa, but I've seen it many times before. The only way that I'll be happy with this is if this is a triple threat for the belt at Mania. And I think that this is where Ciampa wins at Mania. And I think Adam Cole and the Undisputed go on either Raw or SmackDown that week. Well, okay. Early prediction. Early prediction? So you're thinking the Velveteen Dream Feud will round up with Roddy at Mania too? Yep. Which, no Velveteen saying this uh, on this fine night. No, well, I think because they're especially hyping up for Wednesday. Yeah, I know. So they didn't want to steal anything away from it. That's so good, though. 
Yeah. They, they, I thought that he should have came out in the title fight just to ward off the Undisputed Era at one point just because I think that would have been a cool pop because the crowd was cheering for it. Yeah. The crowd was chanting Valveteen, so I don't know. Uh, overall, though, great another great show. Uh, when the when the arguably worst <laughs> when the arguably the worst match on the card would be a tie either between the women's championship match or the uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano, which mind you, neither one were bad. Yeah, matches, neither were bad. But no. that is that is literally the argument for the bottom end of the card. That should tell you something. That should tell you how great NXT Takeover Portland was. That's how great NXT is. Takeover consistently is better than the last one every time, which is weird, with the exception of one time. Yeah. That was, but it's weird, though, because think about it. You could argue that the two bottom matches were still top matches. Two bottom matches of this card are still, dare I say, close to four-star matches. Oh, easily. Probably four-star matches. Easily. I mean, your top two matches are five-star matches, in my opinion. Yeah. Even with a, even with a bullshit ending, that's a five-star ending. Because no, that match itself is perfect up until that point. Yeah, no, for the in-ring work, you can't beat it. Nobody else is doing product like that. Nobody. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Just when you think they can't outdo themselves, they, they go ahead and they outdo themselves. So kudos to NXT and the NXT group. And kudos to, you know, everybody involved. That was, once again, great takeover. I, I was very happy to see this one. And uh, I like what they did. I like Overall, the show was amazing. Uh, overall, this was an, another four-and-a-half-star show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not quite five stars, but it's hard to have a five-star show. Yeah. It's hard. But it's a four-and-a-half-star show. It's as close as five stars you're going to get. It's, it's an NXT takeover. If you ain't watching takeovers when they're announced, what you doing with your life? Exactly. Just saying. All right, we're going to take a break. During this break, you're going to hear a promo from one of our awesome friends, part of hashtag Next Wave, hashtag Pod Nation, hashtag 607 Podcast. Uh, check those guys out. Uh, give, them, give them a good listen. Uh, that's what you're going to hear if you're not a patron. If you're a patron on Patreon, though, we are going to go to break, and we're going to talk about the AEW rankings because uh, they just put their newest rankings out this past Wednesday right before uh, Dynamite. We're going to have to dive into those rankings for the patrons, but when we come back for everybody, it will be the mid-card. In the mid-card, we have a lot of quick hits news, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss the movies and life of the national treasure... Nick Cage. There are three of us here, and I can't help but notice that none of us are Nicolas Cage. Did nobody call him? What? A Cage cast with no Nick Cage? No, instead of being Nicolas Cage, we're three Nicolas Cage experts, which is the next best thing. I don't think we should admit to being experts. Too late. We are not experts at anything. We are not life coaches, and we are not in any way, shape, or form qualified to give you suggestions on life choices. But Nick Cage is, and he's made hundreds of life choices. Seriously, I cannot stress enough just how much you should not take our advice. But we're experts. No, seriously, we're not experts. Yes, but we will be reviewing his first acting gig as Nicholas Coppola, Best of Times, which features a young and very precious Crispin Glover. And his work in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And his work in My Nightmares. We're experts. All right, wrestling fans, we are back for the mid-card segment on the wrestling show. And man, as, as we've been doing lately, the mid-card segment has been uh, a lot of quick hits because there's a lot of news going on in the world of pro wrestling that don't deserve their whole portion to it, but they deserve to get hit it on. And one of them came up today. We, we got it. I got to talk about it. I teased it for the patrons. I'm going to tell you, we're just going to open it up. Is WWE building to a dream match? Or are the two guys trying to go into business for themselves to book for a dream match? Could the dream match eventually in the near future or sometime in the future be the Monday Night Messiah 
taking on the Second City Saint. Well, if you are into conspiracy theories, it could be on that way. Because obviously when uh, CM Punk made his return to backstage, Seth Rollins was one of the first people to kind of call him out. And they kind of did a little internet back and forth thing. Now, Seth Rollins has that sweet new stained glass Monday Night Messiah shirt. By the way, I do really like this shirt. Mm -hmm. I love the gimmick, too. And uh, not to be outdone, CM Punk has now put out uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. It has a shirt for him. This is a Second City Saints stained glass shirt in the same week. So I don't know if I'm reading too much in this, Ken. I mean, we talked about this before. This would be one of those dream matches we'd like to see. Do you think these guys, do you think there's something to this? Yes, absolutely. Because I fully think that that is my theory, actually. That I think that the minute that Rollins got on backstage and was calling out CM Punk and then suddenly switched the gimmick up to be essentially the straight edge society, just his version I think was kind of playing into the hands and punk is going to say, okay, you think you can do better than me? All right. And it's clearly, he has the itch to come back. We all know this is not a hidden fact. Why do you think he's coming out with a shirt? That's essentially the same thing as Rollins new gimmick. That is going to be happening. I'm not saying it's going to be mania by any stretch of the means, but you will see that match at some point within the very ne- near future, two years. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, other WWE news. Uh, MVP has now been hired to be a backstage producer for WWE. Congratulations to him. I like MVP. Sure. Uh, I, I have no problems with this. Yeah, no issues there. Uh, on Monday night, kind of came out to a quiet pop, but it is what it is. Yeah, but you know what? It, he's got to be in the back. It's not like he's going to be in front of the crowd. So right. I thought it was cool to you know give him a little rub. So good good stuff for MVP. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for him because he's, he's done a lot of hard work. I think he's going to be a, a, a great asset in the production role for WWE. Uh, speaking of WWE superstars we haven't seen in a while, Sasha Banks. You know, uh, part of the reason we haven't seen her, it looks like she's been filming for uh, Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, I don't really know what to think of this uh, other than <laughs> cool for her. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I, I saw that come up in the in a bit of news, and I went, oh, wow. She's confirmed to be on the cast. Uh, the, no role has been given, but she's confirmed that she has got a spot on the Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I, I'm in. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Just okay. Like it, it, it was it was definitely like one of those shocking. Uh, didn't like, see, this is happening. This yeah, is a thing. Didn't see this one coming. Oh no! It reason. came it came out of left field. Uh, speaking of things that uh, came out of left field after we recorded last week, the Miz took to uh, Twitter hmm. and Instagram. Actually, both. He, he double posted. Uh, of course, it got announced that WrestleMania 37 will emanate from Los Angeles, California at the brand new stadium that is being built for the uh, Chargers and uh, Rams. Rams. So they, they have that brand new stadium. Then WWE has said, yep, it's going to be in L.A. They're going back to Hollywood. So uh, The Miz takes the Twitter, and I'm going to paraphrase, so I'm not going to bring up the tweet, and said, hey, I main evented a WrestleMania, and it's been about a decade. It'll be a decade. It'll be a decade as of when we go to LA. LA is my town. I'm the I'm the it guy. I'm I'm from Hollywood. If I don't I live in Hollywood, not from. He's from Cleveland. But uh if I don't main event that WrestleMania, I will retire. Thoughts. Uh it's a good way to try creating some buzz for himself. He's not retiring on that. Uh I, I honestly had no problem when Miz was in the main event of the one in Atlanta. I thought he did a great him and Cena had a great story. Oh, it was a fine match. It was uh, it gets all a lot of shit and overshadowed because the pay per view as a whole was bad. Yeah, but that match was actually really good. Yeah, it was very good. So I mean, Miz is always consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him. You know what he brings to the table. 
Uh, would they skyrocket him to make him the face for, or, you know, the face of that card? I don't know. I just don't see it. But I don't. I, like I say, I also think he's just trying to politic to get some notoriety. How about a bombshell of news? Well, we're sticking with WWE right now. We are going to be switching over to some AEW news because we do have some of that. But uh, I kind of try to keep stuff together. This was a bombshell, by the way. So after the UFC light heavyweight champion, John Jones, successfully defended his championship against Dominic Reyes, he was doing an interview with Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated asked him if there was a possibility that he would have a run in the WWE. His answer might surprise some, as he said, I think it's inevitable, said Jones. I've always respected WWE, and I feel like the sports can be so similar. So we'll start with that. John Jones is looking like he's uh, preparing for a career in world wrestling entertainment. Uh, how do you feel? He'll be the biggest heel in the business. Oh, I think he'd be fine as a heel. Yeah. I don't think it'd be hard for him to be a heel. Yeah, either. you give him a free Twitter to go off on, he'll be fine. Uh you know what? If he gets that bored with UFC, and and let's face it, he's enter he's in the prime of his career, kind of nearing the back end. I mean, just just age wise. Eventually, eventually, he's going to be going. Yeah, over, I would assume. So, I mean, what left? What is there left for him in the UFC after the next couple contenders, light heavyweight, and and maybe a run at heavyweight? I mean, I could see this happening. I think it'd be over huge. Well, here's the thing. I think I, I liked his line of inevitable because it does feel like now that it is a pipeline, that there is a pipeline from going through, from MAA through UFC into WWE. And it looks like the two companies work together in, in similar ways. Mm-hmm. There's a fun, but there's a bunch of guys that we would love to see in, in WWE just because of their personalities. Chow Sonnen has been one of them forever. Uh, I would, Colby Covington. I would love to see in WWE because he's he, he works a gimmick well. Yeah. So I think that, that you know there's certain guys you know even Anderson Silva would have been great attitude wise because uh, it does take a little bit of you know you have to have that swagger if you will. I you know, it was uh, Tito Ortiz was just down at the performance center. Yeah, training, yeah, Tito so. Ortiz. I mean, but he's done some wrestling. He's done some pro wrestling stuff too as yeah. well in between. Uh, of course, Josh Barnett. He's doing the big uh, blood sport, but Josh Barnett is a pro wrestler and an MMA fighter and a bare knuckles fighter and a kickbox. Yeah, like Josh Barnett does every combat sport known to man, but he is a trained professional wrestler. Mm. Obviously, Filthy Tom Lawler does MMA and professional wrestles and at a very high level. Matt Riddle has come from that. You know, the list goes the list on. Goes on. Uh, but there is something to be said because Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, uh, well, well at the WrestleMania 37 press conference to announce it was going to be in Los Angeles, uh, spoke to ESPN and she said, I think people think that this is a cakewalk, Lynch said. There's nothing like what we do. It's not as simple as just walking in here. You have to make a name for yourself and you have to be obsessed with this. You have to love this. This isn't a thing where you have one fight every six months. This is a thing where you are fighting three, four, sometimes seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. And for people to sometimes think it's an easy thing, they can just stroll into it kind of irks me it irks me it does because i love this business i love it more than anything she goes on to say if jones loves it loves it like i do well then come along i'll show you the ropes but if he doesn't if he just wants to make some easy money this ain't the way to do it i feel like she's valid i feel like i feel like this is an attitude of a lot of pro wrestlers i feel like she does have to say to something you have to love pro wrestling if you don't love pro wrestling it's not going to love you back just throwing it out there and some people could be like well brock lesnar well, there's a part of Brock Lesnar that loves pro wrestling, and mm. I'm going to tell you how you know, because A, he chose that, but B, he's damn good at it, because he's damn good at the things that you have to be good at as a wrestler, not just being physical, not just being a monster. He's good at selling. Yeah. He's good at the, the acting and gimmick part. I mean, he's not great on the mic, but he doesn't have to be on the mic. He has the best mouthpiece in the business. Let's be honest, like, but he's good. Like we talked about it. He, how good is a guy that can make you want to see a WrestleMania main event in less than two minutes? 
No, he, he definitely does it. Uh, but getting back to Lynch's comments, uh, two things I hear in those. One, a sub shot at Ronda Rousey, so maybe she's trying to politic for a match with her one on one finally at Mania. I don't know. I don't know, though, because I feel like there's a respect level between them because Ronda does love the business to the point that she said she'd come back to do house shows before she'd come back to TV. Right, but it's to the point, though, I think it's kind of a subtle jab because as Roman was politicking for The Rock at that same pay per view or press yeah, conference. Yeah, press conference, yeah. I think Lynch is doing the same thing with Rousey. I really do. A subtle way, but it's enough to draw. Uh, she's not wrong in her assessment of Jones, and I think that's the thing that he would find out when he comes into it. But I also know that John would definitely just relish in that role. Like I think it would be perfect for him. No, I agree. Uh, I, I, I agree. I do. Uh, of course, another bit of news to, to bring up. Not this upcoming Friday, but the following Friday, John Cena returns to WWE on SmackDown. Yeah, I heard his rumored opponent. For Mania? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rumors going around. Rumors and innuendo. Who's, who's your rumored guy? I heard Elias. I've heard that too, but I don't know if it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I think that, I don't know if they'll deal that right. I don't know. I, although it does look like on Raw last night, AJ Styles was definitely uh, setting up for his rumored opponent being The Undertaker. Yeah, which I'm pff, I'm there for. The phenomenal one against the Phenom. That, they did look like they were setting up for that in, a, in, the, in that segment. Yeah. Uh, just on a side note. Uh, so I'm going to switch over to one bit of AEW news that we were going to talk about before, because yeah, obviously we're going to be in the ma- news flash in the main event. We'll be talking about the women's title change, uh, because obviously that's a hot button issue. Um, so we won't be getting too political on it because that, that's not how we roll, but no. you know, we do have to discuss it. It is the elephant in the room and there's no better place to do it in the main event segment. But another big piece of news from this past week's Dynamite is one uh, appearance of a Jeff, uh, one Jeff Cobb, uh, Jeff, Jeff Cobb. Uh, first we got a vignette that he was the hired henchman of uh, the inner circle, more importantly, Le Champion, to take out John Moxley. But later in the night, during a match, we ended up getting uh, Jeff Cobb in the flesh, making that interference, bro. Yeah. A uh, really odd setup of how they did it, because they mentioned Jeff Cobb, then they had the vignette that Jeff Cobb was all lead on their social media, and then Jeff Cobb was there... And then we found out some news that he's... Well, here's the deal. Here's what the deal is. There's a couple different pieces of news that we found out about this. So the first piece of news that I think we should go with is the fact that he's not exactly a contracted wrestler for AEW. Right. He is uh, uh, He is still under handshake agreement with, uh, b- b- by date with Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he has dates booked for both companies. He has said in public that he is going to make those bookings, that he is going to honor them. Well, he also has not signed an actual contract for AEW as well, even though they're putting him into a major storyline, yeah. which I, I the fact that he showed up means he's there. But I don't know how this works for AEW, having a guy who's not really contracted to you working. And mind you, he is very adamant that WrestleMania weekend, he will be working for Ring of Honor in New Japan, like he already was uh, booked for. And I mean, I good on him to keep his bookings and not throw everything under the bus. But I just find it weird that you here we are in a situation again where they haven't really signed somebody. In this case, at least the person showed up. But it's a weird zone. If what happens here, you know, if he gets over once again. Also, I love Jeff Cobb, but for anybody who's not an indie wrestling fan or a fan of Ring of Honor or New Japan or uh, Lucha Underground, where he was under a mask, but mm. you know, whatever. If you're not a fan of those things, you might not know who Jeff Cobb is. 
Like, so I don't know if this was the big time star that they were they were, they were hoping for. Speaking of which, and I'll just lump it in right now, it is also alleged that he wasn't the first choice. I'm assuming the original first choice was a guy who they allegedly signed, and guess what? They didn't, and that would be one Brian Cage. Yeah. Because it would make more sense for a heel, Brian Cage, who was already a heel in Impact, to come over as a heel killer for, for uh, Chris Jericho. But, once again, that didn't go through. At least they got Jeff Cobb to show up, is all I'm going to say. So, kudos that Jeff Cobb showed up. Kudos that this upcoming Wednesday, if you're hearing this uh, before, you you know, Dynamite, he is on Dynamite taking on John Moxley. Mm. Kudos. I'm glad. I'm proud of it. It's just kind of very confusing because the way AEW is pushing it is he's signed. It's not the case. He is still honoring the Ring of Honor dates in New Japan, which is very good. And he's also tweeting, where should I wind up? Hashtag AEW, hashtag WWE, hashtag New Japan. So it seems like he's still taking offers. Yeah, he's still taking offers. There, that tweet was in there. Like between him and, um, uh, oh, God, I'm blanking on him. Just fought Moxley in New Japan. Lance. Uh, oh, Lance Archer. Thank you. Yep. Uh, they're doing the same thing. They're still yeah. politicking where they're winding up. So I, I'm guessing that he is trying to drive up his buying rate, which I don't discouraged by any means oh I, but do, and, do you young man do exactly you. get get your money right and i fully sense that he, how crazy would this be if aew lets him slip after he debuted on tv and he winds up on nxt the next week it could be like one of those rick rude moments yeah how is like how the hell does this happen exactly and if you don't think trips and vince are talking about that and they're going to offer money. They're offering a lot of money on that side of the fence. Yeah. I mean, once again, this is one This is one of those problems I have with AEW, man. Don't talk about things until it's a done deal. Because this is time and time again we've been promised or certain wrestlers, it's going to happen, never happens. Yeah. CM Punk, Marty Scurll, Brian Cage. I mean, this at least he's showing up at Jeff Cobb, but you're not signed yet. You're not out of the woods yet. This The WWE could come with a gigantic offer to him and then there goes Jeff Cobb meanwhile you put him on television which would be something that is not far beyond them doing mm-hmm. that's what I say like <laughs> it's, it's, a stri- it's not a stretch my friends uh, but you know hey you know it is what it is uh, I'm just excited to be along for the ride in this case. Yeah. Uh, of course, speaking of New Japan, Cody Rhodes has said in an interview this week that uh, w- or the AEW is in, uh, it, it would be interested in talking to have a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So now I want to know what the fuck is it? So originally when they started, and I know I'm getting, I'm, I, the rant's coming. I don't care. I, sorry that I'm going out there, but it, where's, it, where's it coming from? So originally they, they were open to the deal. New Japan said no. Originally, back when AEW first started. So then AEW said, we don't want any interest in you. And then you would hear sometimes they had interest, sometimes they didn't. And then, but, but then you had the whole situation with Jericho and Tanahashi this year. And they promoted him as AEW champion. And there was a title shot presumably on the line. But it was only promoted on the New Japan side because AEW led them along to believe they were going to reciprocate. And they didn't. Yeah. They didn't at all, as we know, till after the fact. Then, on top of that, Matt Jackson comes out and says, no, there's no deal with New Japan, and we are not interested in working with them. And now Cody's saying something different. What the fuck is going on? Once again, no clear, concisive voice. Every EVP is texting each other different emojis of what they're doing. That's why it needs to be one person running that stupid ship. I'm sorry. Yet again, bad business practice. I don't get it. AEW have people around there that know the business. Here's what you guys should do. Have your titles be just titles. Turn everything over to Jericho and let him run the ship. 
I guarantee you he'll fix things. Guarantee to you. All right. So, uh, I, so I just want to throw this out there. Wednesday. This is prior to Dynamite, by the way. So uh, I, I just got to I need it. Wednesday, we had our pre-NXT TakeOver Portland uh, phone conference with Triple H, which he does every show, and he does the post one as well. Uh, the post one wasn't, you know, really there was nothing newsworthy. <laughs> just throwing it out there. It's just, you know, just business. Uh, this one had a lot of newsworthy stuff in the pre-conference. So uh, the first item, and the reason I wanted to say is before Dynamite is because this kind of touches on something, kind of. So it goes, in regards to NXT dropping the gender-specific designations, Triple H says it was about not having to beat it into the ground every time the titles are announced. Claims there was no official edict that was sent out and that the internet ran a little wild with what was happening. So some people are saying that he's getting ahead of the fact that people were not happy with the fact that uh, Tessa Blanchard is technically a men's champion. And, uh, of course, later on that night, because this was before, Mm. not... Nyla Rose would become, you know, NXT or AEW Women's Champion, which once again we're talking about in the main event, so I don't want to get so too sidetracked. I don't think that is. I think I think where he's coming from, I think it is actually right on the money. What's going on? I think what he said was uh, that, uh, you know, here we are. We have the the NXT, you know, we we have the NXT Championship, and it does get annoying every once in a while. As a commentator, as somebody who talks about this, it does get annoying when you have to be like, well, the NXT Women's Championship, the NXT Men's Championship, the NXT Women's Tag Team, or the, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Like, when you start putting it in there, it gets like, you start fumbling words around. So, I think what it was, was they were saying, hey, we're just going to refer to it as the NXT title on our programming, and then you can uh, go ahead and do it uh, if you want to, but the title is still the women's championship. So the official title is still the NXT women's championship. Uh, any thoughts on that or no, I fully agree with you on that. It's, it is what it is. Like, I guess that's my way about it. Next up. He said, when asked about losing in demos to AEW on Wednesday nights, he goes, it's about the long game. And what we have to do is get to the people in the younger demos. When you're promoted in younger demos and you are viewed in the younger demos pro- promotionally, then these are the people that you attract. Uh, Triple H would later go on to say that if you break down the numbers for NXT on USA, they're very similar to raw since they're on the same network. So he was saying that basically because raw is also on USA, that there's a certain fan base built in and that's why the older demographic who tunes into raw is also tuning into NXT because a lot of lead-ins, et cetera, et cetera, which makes sense. Yeah. He is also saying that it's once again, the same line that WWE has talked about. Vince McMahon has said it. Triple H has said it numerous times. They're not running a sprint. They are running a marathon. They are very confident that they have the better product, which we both actually agree with. Mm Mm-hmm. But they don't, they're not worried about every week and ups and downs and bullshit. They don't care. They just care about moving forward. And they're very happy with how things are going to the point that if they weren't, we want to be getting a high-class match like Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Right. That wouldn't be happening if Vince thought that they were worthless. Just throwing it out there. Uh, so I agree with him there. Uh, they do need to, it. Sounds like he's trying to go after a younger demographic promotionally. Uh, it does. It just sounds like they're trying to get promotional stuff that is geared towards the youth, much like AEW has succeeded in their promotional stuff that goes on during their show is definitely geared towards a younger age group. I think WWE is trying to do the same right now, but they're kind of having to fight their masters at USA because USA is you know selling advertisements to who they sell it to, and they're probably just doing it in the same department as Raw. So I, I mean, I, I I find a lot of truth in this. Yeah, I agree with it a lot. Of what he had to say with it, and it, it kind of makes sense too. About Vince is caring about the product. It just depends on how much he wants to admit he does. But obviously, putting Charlotte in the NXT title picture for a ratings boost, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. 
Uh, he also confirmed the reason there was no halftime heat this year was due to their partnership with Fox, and he didn't want to take away from their audience. So, in other words, they didn't want to compete against somebody who was running their programming, which is smart. Yeah. And mind you, they gave him a lot of free press because, remember, The Rock opened the show, yeah. which is free press for WWE, and that wasn't paid for by them. Uh, but on top of that, if you think about it, that makes sense. SmackDown is on Fox. The Super Bowl was on Fox. If you put something up against that halftime show, it's going to only hurt your own your own self. Yeah. So if if the if the Super Bowl's on NBC, I bet you we saw half we just saw halftime heat. We'll see one next year. Yeah. Uh, in regards to whether Shayna Baszler is raw talent now, uh, he said that'll play out. Triple H says he looks at it at this point in a sports team like a sports team does in the sense that you have to make a deal to get talent to move. Believe she's still NXT talent until they make a deal for her to go elsewhere. Also tease the idea of Becky Lynch coming to full sale to get revenge. So putting the kernel out there, I like it. I do like it. You have to. You have to have that in between and really treat it like a third brand. So that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, next up, he said Triple H says he's excited to get Killer Cross and Timothy Thatcher in the mix as they both have incredible upside. He was also shocked it didn't leak prior. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, <laughs> me as well. He goes, well, talking about Killer Cross, Triple H said you have to mention Scarlett as well, who he believes is a very talented performer. The two things I took away from this is A, boy, did, once again, I said it before last week, I'll say it again, AEW dropped the ball on not signing Killer Cross because he's a ready-made star. Uh, and B, we are definitely going to get the Killer Smoke show in NXT from what that sounds like to me. All day Wednesday, I am here for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. That That, that is definitely, especially if he's benching in it, mentioning it in that way, a yeah, Killer Smoke show on its way to NXT. I don't know if they can call him that. But it's gonna it's it's gonna be that some variation. It works. I I think both of them will be flexible with it, and just see those two paired up. Actually, as on they TV. should be, they yeah. should be. Yeah, and, and, and in the right light. I feel like NXT is gonna be great for Killer Cross, and then eventually, I believe Raw or SmackDown will also be great for him. He's a he's a ready made WWE guy. Yeah, and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, we've brought everybody home from uh, Ring Conf, aka Imperium. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, the former version, the indie version of of, of Imperium was Ring Conf, and now it's just Imperium. So, and Timothy Thatcher, great wrestler. He was in the uh, w, uh, the NXT or not NXT, the WWE UK tournament yep. before it was NXT. Yeah, no, he, great addition, and just see where he goes. Yeah, they're, they're just they're stockpiling, man. It's great. The, the 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 arms race is on, and WWE has figured out that they can just stockpile. And AEW for some reason is letting guys go through that. A big loss for you know Marty Skrull was a big loss because of the friendship. Killer Cross is a huge. How do you not sign Killer Cross? They gotta check their Wi-Fi. I'm I'm being serious. How do you not sign Killer Cross, especially for a TV show where you need a ready-made star? Dude's a ready-made star. Like he he has he checks all the boxes. I mean, there's a couple edges that could be you know smooth. But think about it. He checks all the boxes. He looks like a million bucks. He can wrestle in the ring, and he's one hell of a promo. Yeah, is it goes to show? I think they're still drinking their own Kool Aid. That they're just buying in their own hype. That people want to go there without any reason to it. And it's not to say they won't turn it around. But man, you were dropping the ball on names left and right. I agree. Uh, he confirmed an upcoming episode of NXT will be on the road because there's something happening at Full Sail that couldn't be rescheduled. That has been talked about before. They have some kind of event going on. They cannot reschedule, so therefore, we will get a version of NXT that will not take place there. There is no, as, as of now, there is no listed place that this is going to happen. Uh, are you excited to see NXT on the road? Could this, I mean, obviously, he said the relationship is still strong with Full Sail, but if this does well, if it goes and does a television sh show off the road, do you think that they could take this on the road? Absolutely. I think it would only help grow that brand i agree i love I, agree. I love full sale but still it is like having a show at the ecw arena every week yeah fans are great energy is great but you know what take it to the people and see what other markets you can really grow in 
Last but certainly not least in this conference call and to end this segment, Triple H says Vince McMahon has not expressed his disapproval of anything Matt Riddle has said about Brock Lesnar or otherwise, which he could have done if there was a problem. Confirms there was a conversation between Brock and Matt Riddle backstage at Royal Rumble and that he doesn't know if they're working or if the, if the beef is legit. Hmm. Well, I, I think they're going to play that up as much as they can. Oh, I agree, but I, I'm just saying I thought that was kind of telling that he even brought it up. Yeah, that's what I say. Trips bringing it up, I think there's more smoke to it than he wants to care to say. Well, here's the thing. Trips bringing it up is a WWE thing, and it's a trip thing to do. Yep. And here's why. I'm going to say that. He's going to take probably something this real and eventually make it an angle. He'll, he'll, be the, he'll be the guy to help squash the beef and then go, okay, we can make some money off of this. That's how I look at it. No, absolutely. And, you know, if they can make, a, make some money off it, they're going to do it. You know, it's kudos. Riddle is smarter than everybody's given credit for. Awesome. Well, with that, that's going to end the mid card. When we, uh, we're going to take a break for patrons. You guys are going to hear us talk about, uh, my idea for booking who the exalted one in AEW is, uh, for everybody else. You'll hear another great promo from another podcast or some music. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. You know, I, I do that in post. So you'll, you'll hear something awesome regardless of how we work it. Maybe you'll hear some second suitor. You never know. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, though, it's the main event time, and we will be talking about the whole Nyla Rose winning the AW Championship thing, which me and Ken are, I'm going to bury the lead. We're on board for but there's a lot to unpack there. So we'll be right back. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, wrestling fans, it's time for the main event. And uh, before, though, we got a little bonus. Because before we have the main event, we got some breaking news. Ken M., Give the fans, let, let them know what the breaking news is for. Let them know. Live from the desk of one Johnny Moose from Excite Wrestling. And to quote, Excite exclusive news with about five or seven Zs on it. Making a special appearance for picks and autographs on the March 7th show via Heroes Hideout. And not, and he's stressing this, not Sean Carr's mystery tag team partners. Demolition is coming to the X. Really? Yes. So that is happening March 7th for picks and autographs. So March 7th, if you're from the Binghamton area, you know that is also parade day. They will be in the parade. I hear, I hear they have a surprise for parade day as well that we, I, I know, but I can't, I can't divulge. However, however, uh, let's just say there's going to be an invasion. <laughs> I'll yeah. put it that way. We'll leave it that there. We'll, we'll give a teaser for, for Moose and his parade day float. There will be an invasion of the Excite Wrestling uh, parade day float from a, a major wrestling company. But uh, on top of that, we get to see Demolition for autograph signing. 
signing autographs and pictures is that prior to the show or i'm saying i'm assuming prior to the show that's all yeah. he said just what i read so off. show up to the x at the oakdale mall in johnson city uh coming up to go two two weeks from saturday the 7th of uh march show up check out the excite wrestling it's got a great card you get uh we, we have a great card book that night believe it or not I, yeah, I'm stockade, really impressed stockade lsg is coming lg is coming back uh Infinity and Infinity Beyond. Beyond, Cheech and Colin Delaney taking on uh, the Dark Order team of Alex Reynolds and John Silver, formerly known as the Beaver Boys here in the Indies. Yeah, Sean Carr and two mystery partners are taking on the Dying Breed. Yeah, that's right. So there's so much action going and so on. And so much X. more. That's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Just the tip of the iceberg. So check it out. Go for all ticket information. Go to ExciteWrestling.com uh, and hopefully you see us at the X. If you come to the X, uh, as long as I'm not working, Rich will be there. Uh, hoping I won't be. And uh, if if you'll definitely, Ken M will be there. Yeah. So, well, shout, so you can see one or both of us there. I, yeah. I, I promise. One or both of us will be. At least Ken M will be there. Yeah, I have to And the ODPH there. crew will be there. He, Ken has to be there because uh, the, the news really came from the desk of Ken Moneybags. Just don't add out there yeah i'm just signing i'm signing the check right now i mean what oh no but but in all seriousness uh we also talk about we got we're, we're gonna have johnny moose on hopefully maybe we can arrange something maybe for next week because i got to figure out our recording schedule for next week so maybe maybe next week or the week after coming into the excite get johnny moose on here talk about excite wrestling and the wrestling biz and also uh, i hear he's an avid fan of all elite wrestling and uh he might be able to have the discussion with us but we're missing i don't think we're missing things i just think that yeah, we got definitely have to have the discussion. Moose I is, just think we didn't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, so that's just it. so. Yeah, we're gonna definitely have Moose in, and probably, uh, hopefully, we'll have him on regularly after that as well. It's just a conflicting schedules right now. We're recording at weird times. Yeah. So with that being said, though, it is time for the main event. Let's dive into the main event, and of course, the elephant in the room. The whole show, as we pointed out, we didn't even bury, you know, we buried the lead early on. We told you it was going to be an event because think about it, it is the elephant in the room. It is the uh, historic, if you will, uh, winning of the AEW Women's Championship by Nyla Rose. The reason it being historic, of course, is Nyla Rose is the first transgendered female athlete to win a major championship in pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, congratulations. It's awesome. And uh, I'm going to say for this show, the wrestling show, and I'm sure everybody at home knows, we have been asking for this for so fucking long. And not even because we care she's transgendered. Because she's the most dominant female on their roster. She should have been the first champion and she should have been bulldozing through people until you had the, the power face to take her over. That was my that was my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's how it should have been. But well, But, you know, she's finally champion. Uh, so let's dive before we get into the murky waters, of course, of all the vile shit. Uh, let's get into the business part of it that I think is I, I, I'm worried about, and because I'm a fan of this, I'm a fan of Nyla Rose. I'm a fan of her being champion. I'm worried that she's going to be a transitional champ, though, because ladies and gentlemen, it's no secret right now the hottest female heel in the business is Britt Baker. Yeah, she's doing the Bailey gimmick, but doing it better. I'll give her that. She's doing it way better. The role model gimmick doing it way better she's great and i i I don't if if i was the booker there i would strike while the iron was hot and make Britt baker champion i might have not even given nyla rose the shot just because i would have wanted to hot shot the belt on Britt baker because i think that that's what that division needed because obviously as a champion nothing against her as a performer riho is a very talented performer but she wasn't getting over as champion and that's why they should have made the change a long time ago to nyla rose I, i can't believe it took them this long but anyways i digress 
in a smart business sense, and something that most of us would do in a smart business sense is we would try to get the belt to Britt Baker, who is the hottest heel in the business and probably the hottest female on their roster. Am I wrong? Is there any bigger name right now in the wrestling world than Britt Baker on their roster? On I'm, not their talking roster about, no. I'm not talking about it as a whole. I'm not talking because obviously Tessa Blanchard, obviously pretty much the entirety of the WWE and NXT uh, women's division is is above. And I'm, I'm not saying that to despite Britt Baker because I'm a fan of Britt Baker. But let's be honest. As far as pecking order goes, is Britt Baker better than Shayna Baszler? The answer to that, ladies and gentlemen, is no. Is Britt Baker a bigger star than Becky Lynch the man? No. Is she a bigger star than Charlotte Flair? No. She's definitely not a bigger star than uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Now, with that being said, she could be. And here's the thing. She is definitely the hottest female heel in the business right now. She's getting over like nobody else. She's getting over like gangbusters as a heel. So she's definitely on the trajectory to take over. With that being said, that's where you'd put the belt on somebody, especially if you're struggling with an identity, in my opinion. And they are struggling with an identity. So where I worry about Nyla is, do they then transition at Revelation, Revolution? I keep saying Revelation. Yeah. Do they transfer at Revolution the belt to Sheeta to then transfer to Britt Baker? E- Smart booking would say yes, but... I, I and I know it sounds like we're always very critical at AEW, but let's just say the track record has not given enough justice to give them that much trust. I don't think they do. I think they're going to let Nyla run with it, which I am happy to see because, like we we've said on the show many times, Nyla should have been the first champ and ran that division. Well, they have three different options now. First of all, if they were going to do that, I think they should have just put Britt Baker in this position to win and not do a transition because you didn't need to. I was already on a face; you could have done it. You just have Rio defend, blah blah blah. So. I see us at three different options now. I see the option I just laid out is what I fear happening because I don't really want to see Nyla as a traditional champ or tra- transitional champion. The thing that I would fear the most as AEW is that they do transition still. So Sheeta becomes champion at Revolution. And then instead of just turning it right over to Britt Baker, they wait nine months and Britt Baker starts to get cold in that role. And then they transition the belt onto her because, you know, Sheeta's one of Kenny Omega's girls. And that seems how they run business for some fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, that would be a mistake because not only would you waste Nyla Rose and make her a transitional champ, which hurts her character, but then you wouldn't take advantage, you would do it without even taking advantage of the fact that Britt Baker's the highest heel in the business right now. Because nine months from now, she might not be. You never know. You can't look that far in the future. We know the here and the now. Right mm-hmm. here, right now. That's it. And the other thing is, and I, what I'm hoping for is what you do. I hope that they leave the belt on her. Yeah. I really do. Because I hope they get a new belt, too. That belt was small when it was on Rio, but now it looks tiny compared to, to Nyla Rose. Come on, guys. Chip in for a bigger belt. They spent too much money on Jericho's. <sighs> and, and the replacement, the yeah. backup, yeah. <laughs> just in case he loses that steakhouse again. Uh, anyways, uh, but but I, that's what I fear, though. They're going to make her a transitional champion. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they keep the belt on her because she, she needs to be champion. If it's not going to be on Britt Baker right now, it needs to stay on Nyla Rose for a little bit. Yeah, without question. Uh, that, that brings up the, the, now let's get in the murky waters a little bit. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, if you've been on Facebook or Twitter, it's kind of pretty vile out there. Who would have thought <laughs> that, uh, making a transgendered woman, uh, a women's champion would have gotten you a little bit of heat in the wrestling community, especially the wrestling community in the South, uh, where you operate out of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Guys, they should have seen the writing on the wall when you made the decision. And I'm sure they did. Uh, let, let's be honest. I, I don't think that they were dumb enough to sit in a room and go that, hey, we're not going to take a backlash from this. I really not. I, I, I really believe they're not that dumb. And, and I really believe that. And, and that's why I give them kudos. 
good job doing this. Because in the face of that, most people would have not. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense to me. So I, I, uh, kudos to AEW all the way. I'm singing their praise. You did the right thing. Fuck the haters and the stupid people. Yeah, you know. But we have to we have to agree that they exist because it's not like they're going to go away. So there's a lot of vile. There's a lot of heat. There's a lot of people saying that we're not going to tune in. Now, mind you, I understand how this works. People say they're not tuning in WWE all the time, but somehow they're still drawing millions of viewers for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Somehow they still have uh, you know over a million people on uh, the WWE Network, and somehow these these people still bitch about every pay per view and every show that WWE is doing because they're obviously watching in some form or another. Correct. Mm -hmm. So once again, you got to take it with a grain of salt in some aspect. But two, when you're a company who is hovering right around that million mark, and I understand the TNT is obviously happy with that, with the extension, that's fine. Can you really take a hit? List say a quarter of a million people stop watching your product because of this. And I'm not saying you should book for that quarter of a million people. I'm not. I'm I'm still saying you did the right decision. Yeah. But are you ready for that? Is my question. It's. I don't think that many people are going to look, get, go go away, but I'm just saying, would it, it, it could happen? It could happen, but I think AEW did the right thing, and they should stand on their fence and say, you know, what, if you don't want to be part of this and you can't handle uh, Nyla being champion, we don't want you watching our product. I get it. I, I agree, but there's there's a part of me that's like, man, alienating people is, is kind of a weird thing. But they, once again, they don't have any problem with that. They said they didn't care about casual fans, and they've proven that so far. So maybe they don't. And I, once again, I'm all for Nyla Rose. Yeah, there is no. The, this, this is the one thing I'm going to tell you. And if you don't believe it, if you think we're just doing this as a talking point, go back and listen to every episode of this podcast. Go back and listen to the original three FNWs. Listen, we've been singing Nyla Rose praises for a long, long time. Yeah. So this is not just oh we're jumping on. This is board. not we're not jumping on a bandwagon or we're trying to take the controversial take because if we were taking the controversial take we'd be Val Venus just throwing it out there. Oh fuck him. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna get into the tweets. I'm not gonna read them. Uh, but as you guys know, and and funny the story was broke by Kayfabe News. Yeah. <laughs> so of all, of all places, the way it came about is what made me think that it was. Was, was So if you guys don't know, follow Kayfabe News on Twitter and on Facebook and everywhere and Instagram and everywhere. They're hilarious. They do satire. It's all fun and games. They do things like, you know, the pretend wrestling is real. And it's, it's just it's, it's fun stuff. So anyways, right after Nyla Rose won, they made they put up a post like idiot fan complains on the Internet about a. Uh, about a f what a fake a quote unquote fake woman winning a fake title in a fake sport is how they put it just to be a joke and we got a lot of laughs ha 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 tee hee hee the next day they put up a, a screenshot of uh, the, the the Val Venus's original post and then that article and kayfabe news wrote who would have thought that Val Venus was going to be the idiot we were talking about and that was their follow up and everybody went oh is that real or not because kayfabe news sure enough uh, me and Ken went on the hunt and we couldn't find anything on Twitter right remember that we were mm -hmm. like oh let's yeah, look on Twitter because if it's if it's toxic it's coming from toxic wrestling Twitter and yeah. it's, it's just normal every wrestling fan knows that so we're looking for Val Venus on Twitter could not find anything because we were looking in the wrong spot. It was on Facebook. <laughs> and yeah. boy, was there a treasure trove. We're not going to dive into it. If you choose, you can go ahead and look. It's It's gone on for days. And there's two minds there, Val Venus. And I, I, I'm going to not defend him because I think he's wrong. But I'm going to say he sounds like he's coming from a genuine spot and on one aspect. Obviously, he has a problem with the new social norms 
because uh, he definitely makes reference to that. So he that, that part, whatever. I'm not always a fan of the social justice stuff that goes on. But once again, I am a fan of this because this makes sense. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a whole different, you know, you're, you're in different worlds, if you know what I mean. Like, this is a world where we have intergender wrestling even. Yeah. You know, Tessa Blanchard is the, you know, impact wrestling champion. That's a men's belt. So if you don't have a problem with Tessa Blanchard being champion, which also Val Venus has a problem with, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there, uh, then why should you have a problem with this? And not to mention, she is a woman. Like, she, she is a woman. She's always wrestled as a woman. And in my opinion, she is a woman. It doesn't matter. So she she deserves to be women's champion. My opinion. My no, opinion. No, I exactly. I mean, that's the thing. She is a woman, and if she wins the belt as the you know as the women's champ, you have to recognize. I that. mean, it would be different if she was a men's wrestler who then all of a sudden decided that she was a woman and then went after the women's title. Yeah, that yeah. would look a little fishy. That would look like oh, you couldn't get over as a guy wrestler, so you became a woman. No, she's always been a female wrestler. Yeah. So like I I, I once again. On board. I'm not on board with Valvinus. The other part where I will say I kind of give what, you know, if, if he was being legit, Valvinus keeps saying about how he feels bad for the women in wrestling. Real women. First of all, I think Nyla Rose is a real woman. Yeah. No arguments out of me. But okay, go with him premise. I, I'll give him credit for that. I mean, if he's defending that and he believes he's defending that, that's fine. But once again, I still think he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean... And that's why I won't bring up any of the tweets. Some of them were hilarious. I will give him that. But I won't bring up any of the tweets because I'm not going to go any publicity. If you want to go look at Sean Morley on Facebook, go ahead. And if you want to send him hate, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not in the public doctrine, so I can tell you that. Go not, ahead and look at not it. Not exactly. Like I said, I have no issue with Nyla winning and being champion. I have no issue with Tessa doing the same thing with Impact. Wrestling you know, is what you interpret it as. And I like, honestly, I have no issues with that. I have issues with people being idiots and talking online about it. And such as, you know, Val was doing. And that's why I say Like, I just don't pay attention to any kind of bullshit like that. It's I, I, I just, I look at it and I just walk away. Cause I don't care. I feel yeah. like dumb shit like that. Like I said, I agree. I, I just, it's just the elephant in the room, but there's other people who are not famous. Oh, who yeah. are not wrestlers who are. And I think that, that my only worry for AEW is, you know, taking a hit, man. But I, I, I will give them credit. This is the first time when they said that they were bold. And remember, we challenged them to be bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back about a month ago, and I literally sat here on this mic and I said, "If you want to say that you're bold, make Nyla Rose the champion. Acknowledge the fact that she's the first transgendered woman's champion." And I also said to put Sunny Kiss on Dynamite. Yeah. Well, one of two things happened. So I applaud you. And I am, I am literally, that is, that is a heartfelt applaud for AEW. Thank you. And I will support you for that. And I will defend AEW in their decision for that reason. Uh, because they kept saying they were going to be bold and I didn't think they were being bold. Well, this is bold. They made the bold move. And, and you know, one of the two that I mentioned in particular, but they made one of them. And uh, I hope that they have the balls to stick behind it. Because what I'm also afraid of with that transitional speak is that they're going to lose uh, viewership and then they're going to uh, take the belt off for just because they lost viewership. And I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like if you're going to be bold and you're going to make this step, let's make it full force. And I'm not saying you have to make her champion forever. No, by no I'm means. I'm just saying at least give her a run. You have to give her a run. And if they stand by it, I mean, it shows they have integrity in their company, which I will respect them a hell of a lot more. Like, sure, I complain about their storylines because I want to see them do good. But this is one moment where they can make a stand and say, okay, we are standing behind... Nyla is champion. We're going to ignore toxic Twitter and toxic wrestling fans. We are going to do the right thing. Stand, stand your ground. I will fully back that 
I'm with you on that. I, I do believe that that's what they need to do. I hope that's what they do do. Like I said, I do applaud him. It was not being a smart ass. I, they did definitely were awesome in doing something bold. Uh, she is very deserving. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't, if you want to send us hate, go ahead. I, I can shoot a promo on you. I don't really care. Uh, I, I'm say I stay out of the Twitter wars as he pointed out in comments. But if you if you really want to say something dumb to me, go ahead. I I, I, I more than welcome it uh, because I, I will say something back to you. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, she is the one of the most qualified people to be champion there, in my opinion. It is a fledgling women's division. Don't get it twisted. Don't believe the hype. We've said it before. Their women's division is not strong. Very much so because you looked at the champion. And I'm not saying, once again, Riho, very talented in-ring performer. Wrong choice for champion. Now you have the belt on a monster heel. If she continues to do monster heel things, if you book her right, this could be a great moment for you to build that baby face who to slay the giant eventually. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the person you should have had built for that is Britt Baker once you've gone the route of heel, which is working out because she's doing a great job as heel. But if she was a face right now, we would be building her up to take the belt off her as a face, and I think that would work way better. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what the baby face you're going to build up to take the belt off of Nyla. I really don't want to see a roll-up victory, period. And at, Revol- if Re- at Revolution, if Sheeta wins, I will be on here being pissed. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's no way she should win. No if way. If it is, it proves the point that the person booking that division, which is Kenny Omega, just wants to put the belt on his friends. If that's the case, just fucking say it. Yeah. Just don't don't fucking play with other people's monies because there's no other reason she should win. She does a very talented performer. Very talented. However, she is not over, period. And anybody who wants to argue that, please show me how she's over. Yeah. Please tell me the last time, you know, th- there was a crowd ruckus for her. Th- th- I heard this bullshit that there was for Rio. There wasn't. Yeah. I can watch. I can tune in my television every week. God, don't make up shit that's not there. Oh, well, you weren't there live. Live, it was live. No. There is a difference between tape and that, but you can tell. You can tell the pop. I'll show you a pop. Go ahead and watch NXT TakeOver Portland. Yeah. There's a pop. (coughs) Excuse me. So you can see a pop live as it happens. Yeah. The smokescreen they just try selling on Riho, I I just don't get. I think she's talented, but she's just not over. She wasn't the champion. She wasn't wasn't championship material at the time. Yeah. Nyla Rose is better suited for that job. And here we are. So awesome. Glad that she's champion. If you are somebody who is out there bashing her, that's your opinion. That's fine. If you keep it to yourself, that's fine. If you go out there and you say stupid comments and, and you act like an idiot and you get called on your shit, that's on you, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm, I'm sorry. This is the year 2020. You don't have to agree with everything. I'm not going to get too political because that's not how I roll. Uh, you know, you might have me on, you know, uh, you know, if you go, if you go into other things, you might have me on certain issues, but geez, this is not one of them. This is what is what is the hill you're going to die on in a business that is fixed, rigged, predetermined, if you will. I don't like to use the fake word, mm. but if it, it, in a business that is definitely all the above, what the fuck does it matter? Exactly. This is your hill to die on because you're upset because it violates something in you. What's it violate? It violates nothing. You were fine. I bet you you were the same people who were fine that uh, Santino was in the Rumble because I was. I was all right with it. That's blatantly a man dressed up as a woman. Yeah. I just said, that's like, not even the same. It's not the same thing. It's not, it's completely different things. It's one that was done for comedy and one that is real life. Yeah. She lives her life as a woman. She is a woman. Yeah. It's and, period. And the case. story. 
I just didn't like Sa- I just didn't like Santina and the Rumble because I can't stand the character. No, I got you, but I I, I kind of yeah. got what they why they did it because it was kind of a fun fun nod, especially Natalia and Beth Phoenix in the ring. I get it, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm glad it was, didn't turn into something bigger, but I get it. It was it was fun. It was funny at the time. That's what yeah. they did it for. Yeah. But you know, some people will defend that and not defend <laughs> Nyla Rose as champion. How the how the fuck does that even work? And that means they should just stay off their Twitter. Right. So listen, put it this way: if you say something stupid and you get attacked for it. Don't whine to me. <laughs> I'm yeah. just letting you know. I don't do the attacking because I don't read the comments for a reason. I did read some of the comments just to see the temperature of the room when it happened. And it was a larger temperature in the room than I thought. Like, I really, really thought that more people would be in 2020 would be understanding and would be having it back. And mind you, there's a lot of people who were. But there was more people than I expected that were vile towards it. And yeah. some of them were a little more classy than others. However, it was still a negative reaction. Yeah. Some of them were just, hey, listen, I don't agree with it, so I won't be watching anymore. Those are the ones that scare you. If I'm a company, those are the ones that scare me. It was scar- I'm not scared about the guy who's bitching and talking shit, because that guy's probably still going to tune in. Well, that's the thing. I want to see, actually, if the ratings do drop, because I think a lot of people are just Twitter tough guys and Twitter tough girls that are going to sit there and just do it for clickbait. Stick to your guns. Don't watch. Mm-hmm. Don't. Well, well here's the thing. It. Well, here's the thing. There's... There's, like I said, there's a difference. Some of the ones that I said that weren't vile, I feel like those are the ones that you lost. Yeah. The ones that just said, hey, listen, I'm not, not trying to be disrespectful. I don't agree with this, so I'm just not going to watch. And when I saw something like that and I saw a lot of those ones, and you know, those people got attacked, but I'm sure they didn't look at the comments because they didn't care. But those are the ones that you know are just done. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a dumb, is it a dumb reason? Yeah, I, I, it is a dumb reason, Dumb guys. reason in my it's eyes. A dumb, it's a dumb reason. It really is. But... You know, stick to your convictions at least. You know, and I, I will applaud somebody who sticks to their convictions at least. I'm not, I'm not saying that I agree with you, right? At least you stuck to their convictions. The ones that are out here making a super amount of noise are being trolls. They're trying to get some traffic for themselves. Yeah, that's all it is, and they they just want that reaction because a lot of them don't even believe what they're saying. They just say it to get that reaction. So, you know, it's fifty fifty. Once again, be a nicer person, man. Toxic wrestling Twitter is it's fucking horrible. And as a person who hosts a show, I stay out of comments as much as I can because I just don't. I don't do first of all I don't comment on anything mm. except for for my friends so I'm just throwing it out there or if I'm asked an honest opinion that's you know whatever I will not you know engage in a conversation with somebody that turns dark if you will uh, because I, I don't have the time in my day for that negativity uh, but on top of that I stay out of comments on a lot of articles and except for maybe a brief look if somebody that I know commented on it or if I need to see a comment for whatever reason yeah I, I do the same like if you want to have a healthy discussion sure you want to turn into something else, I just tune out and I will hit block if I need to. Like, I just, I don't have time for that kind of bullshit. So as far as the wrestling show and closing this particular uh, segment, uh, we uh, both stand with Nyla Rose. Hell yeah. Congratulations on being the AEW Women's Championship. It was a bold move. So thank you, Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, the Young Bucks, everybody involved for finally, finally making a bold move. We called you on it. You made a bold move. So I will applaud. I applauded you because... I said I would. I am a man of my word. So there was a bold move. Now do my other bold move and put fucking Sonny Kiss on on Dynamite because he is charismatic as fuck. And 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 you know what? You got a guy on the other channel who captivates everybody called the Velveteen Dream. And there's no reason. I'm not saying the cop because they're not the same character, but they're in the same vein. Mm-hmm. There's no reason Sonny Kiss can't be tearing down the world like Velveteen is on the other channel. And trust me, if you don't think that character works, look at Velveteen Dream. I'm just throwing it out there. It works. 
But stick to your guns. It's a good step for AEW, and where they go from here, we got to see. Absolutely. You know, so once again, and then to all the haters, sucks to be you just saying. You're still you're still doing what you're doing. So keep hating. Keep hating. You want to send some hate? Send it our way. We'll take it. We don't yeah. care. We don't care. Here's the cover. Put him away. He did it. He did it. That's right. It's the end of the show. The three count hits. So, Ken M, tell these wonderful people where to find the Ocho Duro Parley Hour. OchoDuroParleyHour.com has everything you need. ODPH. The links to the music that you hear on the show, such as Floodlands, Second Suitor, Shout at the Robots. We are going to have Tom Jolu on when he comes back from tour uh, with Second Suitor. So sometime in the next few months, he's going to come in studio, Walking Distance, all the great bands you hear on the ODPH. Also the Parlay Points where we have the commentary blogs, our ODPH directory. We can find out all about Three Fat Nerds. You know, Shout out to Diesel, shout out to Rich, and shout out to Ron. Don't want to leave Ron out of the equation. You can also find about Horizon 607, 8122productions.com. But since you're already here, you know about it. But if you're listening to this, every Friday on the ODPH Network for the month of February, this is where you need to go to find everything that is 8122productions, everything 3FN. Shout out to Tom at Off The Cuff Gaming and Excite Wrestling who dropped the bombshell. And I do have a response to a question Rich has been asking. Moose will be in the studio soon. And we've uploaded the last two shows on um, IWTV. Yes. Hopefully we can start going live soon. That is his official quote. Oh, awesome. It's about time. So I I wanted to make sure we followed that up. So like I say, everything that is ODPH, you can go to any pod chaser or pod catcher and find us Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're now on Uh, everything that is ODPH. You just type it in there and OchoDuroParleyHour.com. Uh, there you go and of course if you want to comment on anything we talked about just talk to us send your hate whatever you want to do you can do that uh we're on facebook three fat nerds podcast like and share that page follow us on twitter and instagram at three fat nerds pod for the wrestling show use the hashtag three fnw uh we always want to hear from you guys we love conversating with you kind of mentioned already 8122productions.com for all things 8122 productions we got the three fat nerds Horizon 607 the wrestling show that's all there we got our events coming up may 2nd and 3rd BroomCon and uh the the suny broom ice rink here at Binghamton, New York. Uh, tickets are on sale at broomcon.com. Uh, VIP tickets. There's a VIP after party. We'll be doing all of that. You can see us there. Uh, you talk to us and of the celebrities that are there as well. Uh, there's so much going on. If you would like to, the vendor spots are almost full, like literally almost full, but there's still a couple left uh, from what I understand. Uh, if you would like to be a vendor there or a sponsor of the event, broomcon.com also as well for that. You can get all that information there. But once again, spots for vendors are very limited at this point in juncture. And it's a, it's an ice rink. It's actually a very big center so that's pretty that's impressive yeah it's gonna have a lot going on so definitely you're in the 607 that weekend get down and support room con you know our sponsors here at dragon master games who provide our studio 1235 upper front street Binghamton, to new york just throwing that out there for all your magic the gathering gaming needs dragonmastergames.com just give them a little cheap pop they will actually be doing a whole gaming area for uh Broomcon. there'll be a panel there'll be two there'll be there are two rooms for panels and workshops so you'll you'll be you probably get to see you know maybe me and Ken will dust off the podcast pan, uh, podcast workshop for one of the, the one of the shots. You'll definitely be getting to see a live Ocho Duro Parlay Hour live. Yep. We did this at Robercon. It's going to be a lot of fun to do it again. You'll be seeing the three fat nerds live. Maybe a wrestling show live. I might put together the wrestling show. We might do one of each show live just because it might be fun. That could you know because we could probably get a lot of guests on the wrestling show live. So maybe maybe you guys will get a treat. Broomcon will be the place where live in the panel room, live from the panel room, we'll have uh, the wrestling show live. 
maybe maybe get some people involved. And of course, I, I'm, I'm planning on doing Horror Zone 607 live and Three Fat Nerds live. Hey, that, and ODPH is definitely live. Yeah, we'll be we'll be down live. Yeah, we got some ideas to roll with. So I, uh, you know, maybe maybe it won't be live stream, but it'll be recorded live and put up right after, like we did at Robercon. We both did that, and those those shows got huge. Those numbers. shows were huge. I mean, not saying we took over Robercon, but we kind of did. So uh, huge, huge numbers for both the ODPH and Three Fat Nerds, and uh, great live shows. Anybody that was there was very entertained. Yeah, by our live shows. So we will be doing those from Broomcon plus other panels and so much, so much more. So plugging it because we're getting closer to that. So we got to plug it also pretty soon we'll be talking about how here on the three fat nerds network you can win weekend passes we've got a couple weekend passes to give away and also the odph will be coming up away because they're they're giving away a couple weekend passes as well so if you're in the binghamton area you want to go to broomcon for free you're getting like uh you're getting a full-on you're getting a hell of a deal it's 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 pretty much i think like a 25 30 value for free yeah can't beat it pretty awesome and of course the vip party is also gonna be fun that's gonna be a touch of texas by the way vip after party both days be a fun time that weekend, folks. Get ready. Oh, trust me. It's going to be a great time. So check that out. Uh, also, once again, if you want to support us monetarily, help us pay for stuff on the show because this ain't free, guys, and get a ton of bonus content with it. Today alone, if you're a wrestling fan, we talked about AEW rankings on the first break segment, and on the second break segment, we talked about how I would book the Exalted one for AEW. You can do all that by uh, by sponsors on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Trust me, early shows, tons of bonus content. It is worth every bit of it. And I dropped the bombshell earlier. For the month of March, every week, we will be putting out an episode of Love is Scary with Dr. Derek. That's right. Dr. Drew put it, being put on notice. He's going more and more because that was his New Year's goal without me even coming up with it. So the month of March, Patreon, that's the time to join now. Join for March. Get you some uh, Dr. Derek in your life. If you hear you hear him every week on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, it's Dr. D- that's Diesel. He's Dr. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> so one and the same. It's he's he's a genius in his own. He is a genius. He's, he's an artiste. He's he's, he's he paints beautiful pictures. So check that out. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. I mean, come on. Ken's even, a sp- Ken's even a sponsor on there, and he doesn't even have to be. I don't have to be. <laughs> I just support my friends like that. You should support them. And it is great content. And like I say, you get uh, just a small taste of what Diesel can do behind a paywall. That alone should be enough to sell you. Not Let, to mention you get extra bonus footage for this all, show. Yeah, you get all the... And it's uncut. Yeah, you get the uncut. You get us talking about UFC on here. You get us talking about boxing occasionally. You get us talking about our weekends. You get stuff that we just don't talk about anywhere else. Exclusive. You, you knew that the breaking news was in progress for Excite Wrestling during the before the show started. We, we talked 23 minutes before we started the show for Patreon. And it was basically about the light heavyweight division of the UFC, if you're a UFC fan. But then in, mixed in there was uh, our weeks. Also mixed in there was some teasers for Slovis scary because i gave away some information that some possibly going to be talked about on there in the, in the next month and uh also we, we got the breaking news then yeah that we didn't get the news then we were waiting for it. you got the breaking news when we got the news but we got the, the the we got the notification we were gonna be breaking news today you want that real behind the scenes stuff that is what you had a literal text message come in during the opening segment and you heard the progression throughout the show you only get that on patreon only everybody else gets the polished version you get the real uncut deal. Get the hard hardcore. I don't. I don't edit at all. For Patreon, they get zero edit. Yeah. You so that the- means if we if we made a mistake in the show that you th- that, that you may or may not laugh at, you, we made a mistake. It stays in. You guys that aren't listening on Patreon, you guys get the my hard. You got you get hard work there, but you know you get that bonus stuff. Sometimes there's some hidden gems. Yes. Especially especially on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, where sometimes we have to pull Derek back. I did cut his mic once this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I, I just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah I have but, an idea what segment. But but but, but it, it did happen. But Patreon got 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 where he was going during the break. Yeah, because uh, uh, it's unco- uncensored. It's behind a paywall, so he could say whatever we want without us getting kicked off every podcast uh, channel on on the planet. So with that being said, though. Support us. We want to hear from you. You know, even, even, you know, if you don't, if you can't do Patreon, if you don't do Patreon, if you don't want to go to patreon.com slash 8122productions, just listening and supporting us. We love that. Uh, you take it a step further. Subscribe to the channel. That means you get everything automatically downloaded. So you'll get the flagship three fat nerds podcast. You'll get this show downloaded. You know, and if, if you don't like one of the other shows, obviously if you're listening to this one, you might not like the all things nerd show. That's fine. You can, you can erase it just as quickly as it comes. You know, I'm not going to be offended. I mean, yeah, but I would love to have your subscription so that way I know you're getting this show. Yeah. Or if you end up liking both shows, that's even better. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we put in the entertainment for you. So that's what we do this for. Uh, also, take it a step further. You know, you know what a great payment is for us? Hit, reach out. Hit us up, man. Hit us up on, on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram, wherever you prefer to do your social media. And, and just have a conversation. We're always free to have a conversation with you. As long as it's not ugly, as long as it's not hateful or anything, I will conversate with anybody about anything. When I have time, I'll hit you back. Trust me. If I don't hit you right back, it might as I'm at work, but I'll get back to you. Trust me, I will. Uh, last but certainly not least, you know, you, please, you know, along with it, I know it's a, it's a harder ass than anything. Great. You know, go to yeah. iTunes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and on iPhone, go right there. Hit the rate thing. Rate us five stars. Tell people why you like the show. That helps out when people are looking at it. Uh, you know, do that for us. You can do it on Podchaser, podchaser.com. You can follow our list on there that I know are linked on the Ultra Duro Parley Hour, which will be soon, soon to be linked on 8122 Productions as well. But we're in that uh, Pod Nation list. We're on uh, Next Wave. We're Next on wave the 607, list. which is all local podcasts, too. I mean, just the fact that if you take the time out and you love the show, and we seriously do appreciate you giving us a listen, giving us the shot to give you entertainment you know, throughout your day, talking wrestling, talking nerd on the 3FN Network, talking Horror Zone. I mean, on the ODPH, we talk a lot of different parlay topics. The fact that you give an independent podcast such as ourselves that time of day, that is the biggest gratitude we can have. And if you subscribe, we make sure that we know that you're listening. When you're interacting with us, that's how we kind of come up with ideas for the show. Yeah, too. we can cater towards what you want. Yeah, if somebody we've had that happen where some listeners have chimed in and said, "Hey, are you guys talking about this? I know about this," and sometimes that'll dictate the show, and then you are part of that action. And when you interact on Twitter, that's why we are so like. I guess I could just speak for us, and I know when Rich jumps in too, that we as all of us as podcasters, we like having that interaction and we love having that conversation. We love talking the fandoms we talk about on our shows. So the fact that you give us that interaction, that means the absolute world to us. If you want to leave a rating to let us know, that helps more people see the show. We're not doing it to make ourselves feel better. It's so more people can get on board, more people can interact, and we connect everybody under the roof of the fandom. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say it better. And once again, if you want to take that extra step and get a ton of bonus content, once again, $1, $3, those are the two tiers. So for $12 a year, it doesn't sound like a lot of money because it's not. It's $1 a month. But if I have enough people doing that, it pays for the things that we do here. It costs money to be on our carrier, which is Podbean. I'll say it all. I'll give yeah. them, I'll give shout them a plug in every shout out for them to help out. Uh, you know, it, it gives us it gives us you know ways to go to the the, the soundboard pro so that forth I can do more noises during the show that you guys hear during the show because the production value it goes towards everything. I mean, we bought mics and stuff out of pocket. We have a soundboard out of or a mixer out of prop. You know, that was the stuff out of the amount of pocket. You know, it does, it's not it's not free. And, and we're, once again, it's not a guilt trip. 
we're just happy you listen. If you're listening, if you're subscribing, if you're interacting, if you're doing the ratings, those are all things you can do for free and we're we're happy for that. But if you want a little extra, we're going a little further. We're giving you a little extra for some, you know, for a little bit too as well on Patreon. And that does it really does help us out. I'll even give you a little bit of behind the scenes curtain. This weekend I'm going out of town for a uh, for a, a, a much needed break with my wife for the weekend. But more importantly, we're going down to see a friend of mine. My friend Mike is somebody who is behind the Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia product. They are mm. making a Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia. We've talked about it on the Three Fenders podcast in the past. Well, they are going out to Final Combat, which is happening in Chicago, Illinois in March. And they are pitching the book again to WB. And they're this close to getting it. And I am one of the very lucky few who will be getting a hardcover copy nice of the prototype book that they are pitching and i'll be talking about it in the upcoming weeks i don't know if i'll be doing it next week or the week after depends on when i he he, he doesn't he's hoping he has the copies in by the time i show up so he can just hand it to me because if not he has to mail it to me and i will have it in the next couple weeks and then uh, he'll him or one of his other uh, teammates probably him will be on the three fatteners podcast in march after final combat to kind of help push again for that book and trust me these guys are super fans of the mortal combat if you like mortal combat the book looks fantastic. I have a PDF file of the original version. They have updated it since. Wow. And uh, the hardcover stuff, I, I've seen the designs. It looks amazing. I can't wait to share it with the world. When I have the book, I will be able to picture it. I will be able to show photos of it. I will be able to show videos of it if I want. We will definitely be talking about it. But I will have that in my possession sometimes in the next couple of weeks, hopefully when I go down to see them this weekend. Mm. And then they'll be on after Final Combat. So, you know, there's big things happening. We're planning things. Broomcon's coming up. There's celebrities there. You know, that that means we bring you celebrities. I mean, we've done that time and time again. We have a nice little relationship with Excite Wrestling. You know, maybe maybe we'll, uh, we're going to have Johnny Moose on. Maybe we'll get some access. Maybe you guys will hear some stuff from there as well. Myself and Ken, because we're there anyway. So you might as well, yeah. you might as well talk to somebody, right? <laughs> but, you know, with that being said, we got a lot planned. We got a lot of our podcast friends who are going to be on this show. WrestleMania time is going to be... A crazy time for Yo. the show. I've, I've already gone on the limb, and Ken has already said it. We might not get sleep the week of WrestleMania because there is a possibility that we will have multiple shows that week alone that will be coming out to you guys and from random times a day <laughs> because that's when people are available. So that could be a hard time for us on this show alone just doing all the coverage we'll be doing for WrestleMania and post-WrestleMania because we have so many uh, friends and podcasts that are going and that want to be on the show around that time. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely crazy. We might have like a five episode build up for WrestleMania. Like I don't as it's as it's kind of looking right now for all the pods that have reached out and said I want to come on, let alone every band that we interact with that say they want to come on and talk wrestling. I mean, I don't I don't know how we're going to do this. We're, yeah, we, we have will. a lot of booking coming up soon, very soon. Right now, the reason the booking has been working out a different, a little weird, is because we've been literally recording in our spare time, which is usually now Tuesday mornings for the last couple of weeks. So yeah. we'll find out how how much that is because I work schedule. So eventually, we're going to have to get uncomfortable and come out of that because uh, some of our friends and other podcasts are in different time zones. Yeah, so that means possibly recording at nine o'clock at night because. To them, it's only 7 o'clock. Yeah. And for us, it's 9 o'clock. But, you know, we'll make that sacrifice for you guys. All we ask in return is that you listen, and then if you could interact, leave those ratings, hit that, smash the subscribe button, and, you know, and if you really feel like going that next level, sign up and get some extras, so... That's that's all we're saying. That's what I, I love how sometimes I have to end this way, but that's that's how you know letting you know how the community is, man. Exactly. Giving you a little more bang for your buck. So for with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. It does mean the world to us. For myself, for Ken M, have a great have a great week. And I have spoken. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it.
Yeah. 